0: Hello, and welcome to Marking Out with My Girlfriend.
1: This is my girlfriend, Erin. This is my girlfriend, Kat. And we watched 10 hours of Wrestle Kingdom this week or something. It was a lot. (laughs)
0: sound funny this week because I've been chewing on my tongue every night this week which e. is not good <laughs> I managed to get a mouth guard again
1: <laughs> yeah that's
2: rough but rough. anyway what do you want to start this week uh, let's start with uh, let us start with wrestle kingdom okay yeah wrestle kingdom was this past week I think it was Monday
0: or Sunday night, Monday night. So we watched it Monday, Tuesday this week. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't go five minutes on YouTube without seeing a spoiler in a thumbnail. To be fair, that's because you watch a lot
1: of wrestling YouTube.
0: Yeah, a lot. I had like six show up on the recommended page and one in the subscriptions.
2: <laughs> kind of your fault. Kinda my fault, yeah. So Wrestle Kingdom. Which was two dates of event for sure. Yeah. Um
1: so let's let's start with New Japan Rambo Challenge. For the King of Pro Wrestling 2021
0: Trophy. Yep. 2020 trophy was held by Toru Yano who defended, like, four or five times, including a match against Okada, who introduced the whole concept. hmm Because he didn't have a belt, so we had to win something, and <laughs> okay. then he didn't.
3: <laughs> he was to weird for
0: so this was a fun little rumble. Yeah, it was a 21-man Royal Rumble-style event. It's supposed to it's- have been 22 originally. Yes. And then someone had to pull out.
1: And I don't know who. I don't think they mentioned who. Yeah. I think, but that, that, that would explain why everyone was so confused. So this, <laughs> this match had an interesting ending. The finish to this match was that the final four people remaining would go on to face each other in a Night match two. on the second day of Wrestle Kingdom. So after going through it, if what what I think was actually a pretty solid like Royal Rumble style match.
0: Oh yeah, they did really well. They're doing 1 minute intros between people instead of 2 minute or whatever. So it actually went a lot quicker and kept a better pace. The
1: flow was very nice having it be like guy 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 guy.
0: Especially cuz everyone was entering from the exit ramps so it took a minute to get to the ring anyway it took like two minutes to get to the (laughs) ring
1: but yeah no it it, like it worked out really well uh the whole thing was a lot of fun interesting to
0: watch the ending was perfect though yes the ending came down to chase owen's and bad luck falle of the bullet club mm-hmm. bushi of los Ingobernables. and gobernables and was the number 21 spot
1: now it just so happened before Toru Yano got into the ring that the fifth remaining person
0: was eliminated who was ch- ch- yuya yuamura i'm gonna guess I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, he, he gets eliminated as Torriano um, is going up the ramp. And so the match just stops because they've got their final four.
1: Right. So Torriano doesn't even get into the ring.
0: <laughs> and he's advancing.
1: And which is...
0: It's deeply Torriano. It's perfectly Torriano because yeah, his whole bit is like, YouTube star comedian kind of thing so doing crap like this is totally perfect <laughs> it fits in with everything else he does
1: right like it's it's very much that Japanese style of comedy too where it's like a very physical based comedy mm-hmm. but like there's still that little bit of like the element of the classic double act to it even though it's Toriyano making literally every other wrestler play the straight man against him yup <laughs>
0: Yeah, very well executed.
2: We had a lot of fun watching it. That yeah, we did. Yeah. Now, that was on the pre-show. On
0: the main show, we get into a bunch of... Uh, some setup for Night 2, some title defenses and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Starting with Hiromu Takahashi and El Phantasmo, who were having a match to see who would face Taiji Ishimori. For mm-hmm. the IWGP junior heavyweight title on night two. And they went hard. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, no. Like, I think the general theme of Wrestle Kingdom is they went hard. Yeah. With the yeah. exception of Tariano and the, you know.
0: <laughs> but, if they you want to take hard. years off your career here, where will you really?
1: Yeah, basically, like, if you are anywhere on the Wrestle Kingdom card, your goal is to take years off of your career for cool moments. Mm-hmm. And this, was, this match was amazing. Like I, I Now, should
0: be mentioned that uh, Takahashi was the, was last year's best of the Super Juniors winners. Mm-hmm. And El Fantasma was the Super J-Cup winner. So, like, they're not just randomly put together. Like, they, they, they actually do need to do this to figure out who, who goes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole match was worked around. <laughs> the match was worked around El Fantasma working Hiromu's hand, so that became harder to do a lot of strikes and everything. And yeah, in the end, Takahashi was ma- able to pull it through. I cheered very loudly. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah, like so. It, it was it was a fun match. Um, I appreciated the fact that El Phantasmo was
1: kind of being a dick through the match. Mm -hmm. Like, he tried to do a Styles Clash. He tried to do a One-Winged Angel.
0: He did actually hit a Styles Clash at one point.
1: He did hit the Styles Clash. It was very silly. But yeah, like...
0: He kept making all these callbacks to former Bullet Club leaders, mm-hmm. probably just to like prop himself
2: up. Absolutely, <laughs> it worked well for him, though. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it
3: very uh, much. So,
2: like, it's a good like twenty minute match to start off
1: the card, which is always a good way to get like blood pumping, get people excited, get the crowd into it. That said, this time, as was requested by New Japan, they did have to scream in their hearts.
0: Yeah, because it's a Japanese audience, and they'll actually follow instructions.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, they only had a capacity of, like, 20,000.
1: Something like that. What was the Tokyo Dome capacity? Uh, or Tokyo Dome? Let's let's look this
0: up. <laughs> Well you do that. Um, so it was weird. You know, one, watching it because we're in North America and we don't have fans of anything yet. <laughs> and two, because there's so few people at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. They were on
1: Tokyo Dome attendance for Wrestle Kingdom fifteen. The live attendance was twelve thousand six hundred
0: and eighty nine.
1: Okay. Which pretty good. It looks like the numbers for Night 2 were definitely below the 20,000
2: mark. Okay. Were they higher than Night 1? No. Oh! That's surprising,
1: actually. Between both shows, there were about 250 foreign fans. Okay. It's a little odd that they had... That many people indoors, if I'm being honest? I think that that many people indoors might
0: have been ill-advised. Possibly. We'll see. We won't know for a bit, still.
2: Yeah.
1: Test and trace app says everyone who was there got it.
0: No. <laughs> oh, uh,
3: I
2: certainly hope not. I hope not. But it's odd. Was also weird
1: that there were that many people and that there was no noise? Like, they did take the whole s- scream-in-your-heart thing very
0: seriously. Oh, yeah. A lot of clapping, a lot of, like, the thunderstick kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which was actually really cool in the, like, exchanges in the middle of the ring. Because they would do that in time, and it would, like, echo through the empty arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which was... Actually, pretty cool. I I, I appreciate
2: that, actually. That was good. So, our next match... Oh, oh.
1: (laughs) uh, Was the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Champions, Dangerous Techers, took on the Gorillas of Destiny. Mm Mm-hmm. Which means we got to watch ZSJ and Tai Chi do everything
2: that they do through their acting up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I liked it. It was so much fun.
0: I wasn't sure who to cheer for in it. Well, that's like the, that's the thing. The Girls of Destiny were booked
1: kind of as baby faces.
0: Yeah, because Dangerous Techers have been really jackass heels the last six months or so. Which I don't mind. But also Gorillas of Destiny are jackass heels always.
2: <laughs> yeah. Although I will say Tamatonga with the clean shave, I'm okay
0: with.
1: Yeah, Eren was very thirsty during this match. <laughs> she had to get up and get water. Yeah. It was fun, though. I, I like this match a lot. I, I like that... It was that, very well done. Yeah, I like that they both had people ringside, so it wasn't like that obnoxious bullet club thing where one guy is ringside and just bullet clubs <laughs> yeah. the matchup.
0: And yeah, I, I'm always a fan of seeing ZSJ work... That super counter-heavy style he has. Uh-huh. And then seeing Girls Destiny so just throw him around it was also very good. Yeah, it was
1: just, like, all around a fun match to watch because it was a lot of... It definitely felt like it was a little bit back and forth as who I was supposed to be rooting for. Okay, yeah. Like, it, it, it did a good job of making both
0: tag teams seem really good. And mm-hmm. I like that. Oh yeah. In the end, it did come out that Gorillas of Destiny, uh, Gorillas of Destiny, are seven time now IWGP Tag Champions.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a, a small feat.
0: Seven yeah. times.
2: Not a small feat by any means. No. Especially when like
1: you think about all the tag teams that were in
0: njpw but two years ago yeah teams like we'll get
2: to in a little bit (laughs) teams that may or may not have added too much sugar oh my god too sweet me aaron
3: i can't believe you did that
2: too sweet me quickly before people have to look at my gross nails
1: So uh our next match came with a pre-match video.
0: And this is what I had spoiled for me actually. Is before the match there was a promo of Mox in the LA Dojo with the US championship on him.
2: Mm-hmm. Calling up basically whoever wins this match. It was yeah. Now, this match probably wasn't as hype as
1: it was originally booked to be. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. Like, I I, yeah. I I, enjoyed the match. It just... I would have preferred Juice Robinson in the match. That would have been
0: good, but he wasn't able to make it for the event, so...
1: Which is understandable. Yeah, we live in weird an times. Injury, yeah. So, like, we've got a make do and, you know, still appreciate the guys who put their asses on the line out there to go hard during a time when everyone completely
0: understand not going hard. (laughs) But yeah, in the match we had Kenta taking on Satoshi Kojima, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and I don't really think I had any doubt that Kenta was going to win, No, wasn't going to win at any point in the match. Yeah. But he still had to put up a fight for it, which, very good.
1: Satoshi Kojima is someone who, I guess you'd call him, like, one of the New Japan dads. Mm-hmm. He's,
0: and there's a lot that's been going around this year.
1: Yeah. He's one of the New Japan dads who's definitely still able to bring the heat.
0: Yeah. Now, coming out of that, we get into a match that I didn't know I wanted, <laughs> to be honest. Mm-hmm. ...in Hiroshi Tanahashi and Great Okan. Mm-hmm. Because I hadn't really seen anything of Great Ocon. I This is the first time hearing about him, actually. Yep. Apparently he's big in Rev Pro, Which
2: checks out... Yeah. ...given his costuming... ...and... ...the fact that... ...you know... ...the UK is... ...deeply racist. I mean, fair. <laughs> I'm
0: just... I'm just saying... But yeah, uh, Tanahashi over the past year has had a really rough st- stop and start kind of thing mm-hmm. where, you know, he had the Jericho match was last year, wasn't it? I think yeah. so. Yeah, so he had that. So he came off that and then kind of just stalled out. And then he had the thing with Abushi with their tagging and he kept losing matches for the tag team. And then he tried to get going another single star. And now we're into this, where he's trying to really get a run going at something.
1: Yeah, and like, it definitely was an interesting match to like... Because a a lot of this match was, is Tanahashi still a top guy, kind of. Like, that was the story question. And they did a very good job of making the great Okan look like a legitimate like menace
0: very big very intimidating very hard to move
2: explicitly definitely helped tanahashi's image yes so you know
1: this was a, a match that i came in with a limited amount of hype for and it kind of blew me away in a lot of ways that i yeah. you know Really appreciate.
0: No, they they definitely won me over watching this one.
3: Because, mm-hmm.
0: like I said, I didn't know what to expect going in. I wasn't really eyeing it up as anything else, but yeah, I I'm very glad I got to see the match.
1: Yeah, and like you know, I I wouldn't call it like a complicated match. No, but that's where Tanahashi shines. Mm-hmm. Right? Because he can take those simple matches and make them look really incredible. And like, yeah, like,
2: okay. Okay. Okay, Tanahashi. I see what you're doing. <laughs> I see what you're doing, Tanahashi. So this is good. This is good stuff. <laughs> no, it's very good stuff.
1: <laughs> um, then there was a match that just didn't happen.
0: Yeah, and also, with our feed, we had to skip that one.
1: Yeah, I I think, like, our feed cut out.
0: Yeah.
1: Eh, whatever. After that, after our feed mysteriously cut out, despite it being a VOD, um, we then joined right perfectly in time for what I would consider the first of two attempted murder matches. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That is at least what I'm going to call both of Kota Ibushi's matches. Spoiler alert. Ah. I mean, like, yeah. we... Yeah, we're, we're talking we're doing about this both late enough nights. where
0: spoilers are out that people have had a chance to watch it, so... Yeah, we've waited almost a week. Anyway. That's why we do this so late in the week.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So... Yeah, Kota Ibushi yeah. and Tetsuya Naito. I didn't know who to root for. Aaron
1: was rooting for Naito because Aaron is tranquilo like that. Yeah,
0: that's true. I, I'm an L.I.J. fan. I'm also an Obushi fan. <laughs> this was a wonderful match, though, of two men just dropping each other on their necks. Mm-hmm. Just trying to break each other's necks because that's just what they end up doing every time they have a match.
1: Y- yeah, and like... They've had some very, very highly rated matches, too. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one's going
0: to be right up there.
1: I definitely agree.
2: Like, I'd say mm, probably, like, comparable to maybe
1: their 2019 New Japan Cup match in terms of goodness, if that makes sense to you at all.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking up real quick. Yeah, this was a five-star match, according to uh Uncle Meltzer.
2: Good to know. <laughs> I
1: appreciate that for a match that, you know, you expect the two guys to try to
2: murder each other. It They still came up short? <laughs> Well no, that it started slow. Yeah. There's actually a lot of chain wrestling going on in this. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah.
0: you know, it's something that Dido's been working on lately. And Code is just really great at adapting to whatever style he's put up against.
3: Like, it it's actually was...
0: a keynote for the next for the match on the next night. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, and it, like this was one of those matches that felt... Uh, every once in a while, you come across a match where you watch it, and suddenly the announcer is like, 30 minutes have elapsed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes gone, 40 minutes to go. What? <laughs> You've done What? <laughs> It was a thirty-minute match, so
1: yeah, it was thirty-eight-ish. But Sanjupun is what the uh, announcer said, and I was like, "Excuse me,
2: Sanjupun, <laughs> you do what? <laughs> How did we get here?" Basically, this match was a lot,
1: a lot, a
0: lot of fun. Yeah, and it's two guys that love working together. Mm-hmm. Even if that means one of them's probably going to die eventually,:, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that I appreciated
1: about it, like it, it so we got to see
2: Ibushi win with the Kamagoye, which, yeah, you know, always fun. It's what he do. He put knees to face. <laughs> mm-hmm and. Then, after Ibushi won the titles, Naito handed them over to him. Yeah, they had a little bit of
0: standoff. It looked like Naito wasn't going to relinquish them. Like, he grabbed them from the raft and was walking around. Mm -hmm. But, But, you know, they came into the middle of the ring, and he did pass them over.
1: Which is very distinct from the fact that at G1, he didn't even shake Kota's hand after the match. Yep which is a code of honor violation Rick Abani. um
0: oh Rick of honor
1: we watched the ring of honor pay-per-view a while ago and whenever that last was and one of the guys names is Rick Abani, and I swear to god I thought he said Rick of honor and I just laughed about that forever so Rick of honor if you're
0: out there thank you <laughs> we have more in jokes
1: Um but yeah no Nak uh, producer Aitsu says as you can see in chat, Nakamura taught Koda well in the effectiveness of knees to skull. Yep. Yeah. That's a very effective move. Um Okay. Let's 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 talk about the uh the golden elephant in the room,
2: shall we? Okay. It's just a V trigger, right?
0: No, when it's a leaping knee strike, that's a V trigger. It's when just, you're it's just when you're holding the guy's arms and pull him into your knee. That's a kamagoya. It's just a V trigger, right?
2: My freaking god! Are you still drinking that crap? It's Aaron. I <laughs> I've barely put a dent in it. <laughs>
0: I'm going to have to try that sometime, and it's going to be terrible. I'm going to bring it up with
1: me when I come up to Canada.
0: Fingers crossed.
1: I mean, I got my passport today, so... Oh, I know. We step closer. Yeah, I assume the application will get approved, but... We had to sign an affidavit. Yeah. Use it as a mixer? Oh, my God. Erica, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. (laughs)
2: Ooh. I couldn't know. I guess it... Wait. A vodka a trigger. A vodka trigger. Oh, nope.
1: You've convinced me. Because it. Rem- now that I think about it, right? The flavor distinctively reminds me of the shot you get. This is narrow casting for people who've been to one particular bar. Aaron, don't tap out, Erica.
0: It's 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 what they deserve.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) okay. So there's a particular bar called Stormcrow Manor in Toronto, (laughs) and at that bar, you can roll a d20, and you get a (laughs) you get a shot based on what you roll on the dice.
0: I know where what story this is. And
1: if you roll a twenty, you get the special double shot that is vodka, lemon juice, and powdered sugar, and you get a commemorative shot glass that you get to take home. Um, Be good. So, Erin, of the two of us, let's also bring Emma into this because she was there too. Uh, raise your hand if you got one of those shot glasses after rolling a twenty. Emma can't raise her hand because Emma still hasn't won one of the shot glasses. Yeah. Despite having gone there far more times than either of us. Emma hates us talking about this. I know. That's (laughs) why I have to talk about it.
3: Um, But yeah,
1: so no, the V-Trigger. The um, V-Trigger pre-workout kind of honestly tastes like that. Okay.
2: Minus the vodka burn. Plus caffeine, ooh. I feel like I would die.
0: From the downer from the vodka to the caffeine?
2: Well, like,
1: it's the caffeine and the vodka and the fact that I'm on Welbutrin. Yeah. And you're not supposed to drink a lot of alcohol on Welbutrin. And Welbutrin increases your heart rate.
0: I I've never had a vodka. I wouldn't do. Yeah,
1: it's it's more the mixing of the alcohol, the caffeine, and the medication all at once. Yeah. So basically, just don't do it at nine o'clock in the morning when I take my
2: meds. (laughs) Fair. That's one way of looking at it. Um. Anyway, all jokes aside. Um. This match the Naito versus Ibushi match that we were still talking
0: about and got distracted by <laughs> was a lot of fun Hmm, an amazing match a lot of big high spots like we said started off with a lot of chain wrestling which was very mm-hmm. cool to see
1: yeah, okay thank you Aaron I was about
0: to do it myself <laughs> <sighs>
2: Not that it matters, because you can still see it. Yeah, so Ubushi wins both belts. And he will be moving on to night two to face Jay White.
0: But there's a lot of night two to get through still. Yes, there is. Because this was another four-hour show, because we didn't get the dark matches, unfortunately.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there's two stardom exhibition matches at the start which are not on the VOD and may not be released anywhere. Yeah, they, they may literally just be
1: for the people who were at the Tokyo Dome that night.
0: Yeah, so I can let you know that the matches were uh, Queen's Quest, made up of AZM, Seiya Kamitani, and Yutami Hayashi. whoa, Shita. That's as close as I'm getting. Do you want me
1: to read the Japanese names, Aaron? Go for it! <laughs> okay, hold on. Where do you have... Can you Send me the
0: card. Hold on, oh, I'll find yeah. it. I'm just looking at Wikipedia.
1: Okay. I can do that. You don't need to send me anything. I already
2: did. Well, I'm not going to look at it. Fine. <sighs> yeah, so... ATM, Saya... Uh... Kamitani, and Utami...
1: Hold on. This is <laughs> Utami
2: Hayashishita. Okay. Utami Hayashishita. There we go. Versus uh-uh. Imeka, Mika, and Natsupoi, who
0: are yep. Donna Del Mondo. And then there was a second Donna Del Mondo in the second Dark Match. Asuri and Julia
1: defeated
2: Mayu Iwatani and Tam Nakano. But yeah, we haven't seen those matches. I'd like to. I think all of us would. <laughs> but, you know, you do what you can.
0: So for us, the event opened up with the four-way for the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 Trophy.
1: Yes, so we got to see more out.
0: Actually, get into a ring this time. Mm-hmm. We got <laughs> into the ring. He he was booked for two nights, and he only actually worked one,
1: which is great for good for him. You know, Genius. respect the respect the game.
2: <laughs> um. So yeah, no, this was it. This is good.
1: Uh, I appreciate the bullet club guys mocking the finger poke of doom.
0: Uh yeah, Toriano and Bushy would not get into the ring at the start. Mm-hmm. So they said, "You know what? We're just going to pin each other then." <laughs> that got broken up real quick. Yep.
1: It's just a it was a very very funny
2: match. Like a it, it, but it worked well, like it just worked in a way that you don't normally expect yeah, like an opening match on
1: a
0: card to work. Yeah, so what ended up happening was both Chase Owens and Balakfalle are in Bullet Club. So they both had the idea that they should be the one to win. Mm-hmm. And that got them distracted. And then they got onto the ref. Because mm-hmm. that's what Bullet Club does. They they pack onto people. So then Toriyanu Low blows both of them. And pins Bushi. (laughs) Yep. So your 2021 trophy winner of the King of Pro Wrestling is again Toru Yano. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we get another year year of shenanigans.
1: I definitely felt bad for Bushi. He kind of felt like he was
0: there as a filler. Yeah, he kind of got laid out by Bullet Club people. And then had to wait there for, like, a good two minutes. Yeah, it was... Until
2: he got pinned. Uh-huh. So, like, yeah, he's got his job to do, but, oh, they could have been a little bit quicker. Just a little bit. But anyway. um, So then we got the
1: IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship.
0: Formerly held by the Unbox. Coming up later. Aaron, would you like to... Take a shot at these names. Sure. So we had the champions, Suzuki Gun, which is made up of El Desperado and Yoshinobu (laughs) Kanamaru, taking on one or eight, who was Ryusuke Taguchi and Master Wado. Ryusuke. I came close. You did? (laughs) Sometimes I'm okay with just close enough.
1: Yeah, no, it, like, it was, it was a match. I don't, I think there were a little bit of, I think particularly
0: Master Wado had a little bit of Tokyo Dome nerves. Yep. Master Wado came in after Wrestle Kingdom, I believe, last year. So this might be the biggest event that he's worked. hmm Which,
2: you know, it, it'll get to you that first few times. Yeah, and
1: like not for nothing but this match was more about El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru than it was about whoever was challenging
0: yeah this was the title match for the card and really made the champions look good going in and coming out
3: mhm
1: i mean like but it is also the junior heavyweight tag team championship and part of the problem is that this championship pair is just not gonna get booked all that well.
2: Yeah. Like, the Junior Heavyweight Tag Championship doesn't quite matter as much. Mm-hmm. You know, it- it's, it's one of the lower priority belts. No, they won't. <laughs> uh...
1: Oh, do you think it's some kind of Jedi going a hand around like that?
3: Uh <laughs> well, yeah. Is, is Master also... Wado
2: a Toydarian? No. Oh. I'm not even gonna entertain this. <laughs> There'll be no Star Wars on this wrestling podcast. Oh. <laughs> you can Oh no, it's not in frame. I
1: have a Star Wars Lego that's like right over there. <laughs> wait I mean I got wait, Star Wars stuff that's right up there. Wait, I got I got it. I got it. Lightsaber.
2: Pew Pew pew. <sighs> <sighs> you can't escape, Erin. It's like Evangelion
1: movies. You can't escape.
0: It's bad enough I do a podcast for this stuff.
1: (laughs) Speaking of which, we are recording tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I know. I hope my tongue heals. That's a good point. Oh, no. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure
0: it out. I should be fine. If I can get through this, I can get through an RPG.
3: Okay.
2: Uh, So... as I was going to say is that... I'm really hoping that,
0: okay, so for, like, 2021, Hiromu Takahashi has really, like, put it out into the universe to make it his mission to really push the junior heavyweight division up Mm -hmm. in the card and being, like, leading by example through that. Right. So, you know if that means we start getting better and better junior tag matches that get up higher and higher in the card, I'm okay with that. Absolutely.
2: i really cross my fingers and hopeful.
0: I,
1: you know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of talent in that division that can Mm -hmm. absolutely do that. It's just how willing corporate is.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Now, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum of that, is the never open weight championship
0: held by Shingo Takagi taking Hikage. on Jeff Cobb?
1: Yeah, this was this is the big meaty men and meat belt. Oh
2: my god! <laughs> Did they ever?
1: <laughs> like, I appreciate Jeff Cobb coming back. His like his attitude, his whole like demeanor for
2: this match was really solid mm-hmm and i'm not sure that shingo is so
0: solid after some of those chops no there was but a they had mentioned
2: they
0: had mentioned was... throughout the match that it should have been renamed like the badass title mm-hmm. it's like i don't disagree after watching this yeah it was it was very big it was hard hitting and kind of painful at times
1: <laughs> i mean like shingo takagi hit a tope con hilo which
2: is always a weird thing to see a <laughs> horse do yep <laughs> and the thing is shingo takagi is like the
0: quintessential idea of when you think of a japanese wrestler right you picture, you know, that solidly built guy with a little bit weird of a haircut who will strike you into the ground.
3: hmm
1: But, like, you know, there were a lot of really cool spots in this match. Like, um, Jeff Cobb caught a sliding lariat. hmm That was, like,
0: sorry, what? <laughs> Ca- caught him
2: grabbed him, stood up, and suplexed him. Mm-hmm. That uh, was really cool. Takagi did a superplex. Yep. <laughs>
0: now, you might be thinking, like, superplex,
2: everyone does that.
0: Two giant guys did a super, two superplex.
1: Ho- yeah, two hosses did a
0: superplex. <laughs> Jeff Cobb did a goddamn moonsault. Yep. <laughs> and... And this is where I'm talking about, like, the emptiness of the Tokyo Dome and how it rang out with everything happening. Mm-hmm. It really was he- heard here. Yeah. Like, that might be the biggest tour of the islands I've ever heard. Absolutely. That was, yup.
1: <laughs> it was just, I mean, like, it was a seller match
2: mm-hmm. and it worked really well. Yeah, I definitely want to see them have more matches together. I want to see
0: just more of this division doing this.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: no, for sure. Um, so next match. This was the match that Aaron was looking forward to.
0: I was looking forward to so many matches this card.
1: Yes, but you yeah, know, particularly the. Uh, The revenge match, we'll call it. Mm
0: -hmm. With Sonata taking on Evil.
1: Also, also, don't forget Dick Togo.
2: Dick Togo. (laughs) It's just funny hearing Evil talk.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) But yeah, this is. Just more of the fallout from the past year when Evil turned on LIJ and joined Bullet Club in the feud they had for months on end. And it just kind of came right to a head here with Sonata and Evil Mm -hmm. and Dick Togo getting his nose stuck a good half dozen times, like where it actually affected the outcome of this match.
1: No, for sure. And like, I, I... It definitely, like, leaned into that whole idea of Bullet Club always brings someone else out to the side of the ring,
0: and they They're always are a factor. They're never alone. You gotta watch four corners when you're having a Bullet Club match. mm mm-hmm. It's a very good... Keelish thing,
1: and I like that about them. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have more to say on Bullet Club later.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Sonata looked amazing through this. Yeah. Like, he held his own, he took care of Togo, he took care of Evil, and, you know, he took a lot of the biggest hitting moves he could, and then avoided the ones that he probably couldn't have taken. Mm-hmm. Like there was three spots of evil just trying to hit. Everything is evil.
1: Yeah, no, it, I mean, like it, it is a match that worked. It is. It was a good capstone to that whole feud. Mm-hmm. Especially since it seems like they plan on keeping Evil with
0: Bullet Club for a while. Yeah, and it looks like they have other plans for Sonata now.
2: Mm-hmm. Which we'll get to later. <laughs> Um so our next match
1: was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Taiji Te- Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi.
3: hmm
0: I think we should mention here Takahashi's entrance gear. Oh we should. <laughs> so usually when Takahashi comes out, he's got like this big vibrant thing. It looks like it's covered in like rainbow colored tails and whatnot. So for Wrestle Kingdom, he had a plush blanket version of that.
1: It looked like a
0: Snuggie. I wanted one to watch the match in.
1: <laughs> yeah, try to find a picture somewhere.
0: I'm, I'm sure it exists.
1: Doubtful that I yeah. So yeah.
0: This now, we talked about Shingo before being like the quintessential Japanese wrestler prototype look. This was a quintessential light heavyweight match.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It was fast all the way through, but they still hit a lot of hard-hitting moves and just kind of bounced around and back. Taiji worked the handover that uh, tak- Takahashi had injured the night before. So it made it even harder
2: for him to do a lot of things. hmm And just, ah, (laughs) I legitimately can't find a picture of his weird Snuggie.
0: Really? I think I found a blurred picture of it. (laughs) That doesn't help anything. (laughs) Anyway, I'll try to find one later. See if there's like a YouTube video or something.
2: Wait, I found it. They're not high quality. (laughs) Is it better than the blurred one I found? Okay, yep. I think that communicates it relatively
1: effectively.
0: It was so comfy looking.
1: Wait, here we go.
0: I found a GIF. It just looks very comfortable, and I want one. Yep. I don't blame you. But yeah, in the end of this one, Takahashi does come out on top. He does reclaim the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I really hope that at some point over the over this year, he's able to get it up into that main event spot.
1: Yeah, that would be really good because like this was a very classic match, and I would like to see more presence given to this whole division.
0: Yeah, and.
2: The Division has a lot of notable people in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, like we had El Phantasm, we have
0: Taiji Shumori. I'm pretty sure Zack Sabre Jr. fits into this category. Yep. Either that
2: or he's just really small. <laughs> Dense. Like a neutron star. Dense. Oh my God. Like, this is a belt that was held many times by Jushin Thunder Liger. Right. Kushida, Dragon Lee. It's a <laughs> These are big names.
1: Good title. It just needs the time to shine.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, getting the secondary spot on the card was amazing, and
2: they definitely showed that they deserved it. But I'd like to see him get the main at some point. I agree. So. Kenny Omega. Yeah, Kenny used to be a junior heavyweight. Imagine that looking at him now.
1: Yeah, Cody also used to be a
0: lot smaller. Yeah, Cody used to be a junior heavyweight. The Bucks used to be junior heavyweights. They've definitely all bulked up. Coda
2: used to be a junior.
1: Uh, speaking of Coda, anyway. <laughs> yep. Our next match was the IWGP inter- the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship double belt match between Kota Ibushi and Jay White
2: this was a marathon this was a could possibly be slightly better than Kenny Omega versus Okada slightly I could see the argument there I mean they just laid it All out.
0: It's about the same length that Kenny and Okada was. So That was a two out of three false match. Mm -hmm. And this was only one. And it clocked in at 48 minutes and five seconds. I didn't notice the first half hour. No,
1: the first half hour was like Sanjapoon. And it's like, really? (laughs) Are we sure? Are we sure about that? Is your watch broken? There's just like, it worked really well. Jay White was Mm -hmm. perfect play. Like, they both kind of played tweeners for this.
0: Yeah, you know, Abushi got into that murder-bushy mode a few times. Mm -hmm. And it gets legitimately scary.
1: The, The berserker rage.
0: Yeah. Now, this is where I was talking about Kota Ibushi has a tendency to adapt to his opponent's styles.
1: Right, like one of the things that's said about Koda Ibushi is to fight Kota Ibushi
0: is to fight
2: water. Yeah.
0: Very much in the Bruce Lee philosophical sense. Mm-hmm. Jay White, his entire style is entirely counter-based. Very similar to Zack Sabre Jr., where they will pick apart an opponent by countering moves and working body parts right it's a very slow grindy style which is hard to then
1: adapt to because you know like countering a counter style like technique means that the opponent has to do something first and it's hard Mm -hmm. to adapt to what you're what the counter guy is doing because all he's doing is just countering the moves and you have to like come with a third move ready for him you have to yep. th- you have to be playing 3d chess on a 25 hour clock in order for this to work
3: well he's <laughs> halfway there
0: <laughs> i don't think Koda can figure out chess but he, he's on a 25 hour clock
1: no but he he, he he
0: doesn't like golf or fishing or reading. Or reading. But yeah, this is where you see in the match, like, that murder abushi mentality kicks in a mm-hmm. lot. He just starts shrugging off any advances Jay White makes and just powers through.
1: Right, and, like, the thing that I liked about Jay White is that, he, like, you could tell... That Jay White has one goal and one goal only. He doesn't care how many stars the match gets. He doesn't care what Wrestling Observer newsletter has to say. He wants to win, and he wants to do it with whatever it takes to win.
0: He might care out out what Mark and my girlfriend has to say about him, but that's up, well, up on the air still.
1: Yeah, it's up in the air. Um, Jay White, if you do listen to this <laughs> podcast or watch it or whatever. Thank you. You did an amazing job. I appreciate it. I love the whole vibe that you had through the whole weekend. It worked well. Keep
2: it up. Never give up. Never surrender. But... Other slogans. <laughs> you, know, do find if
1: you do if you do find yourself leaving New Japan and you want to make the jump
2: to the US, I... Jay White... Don't go to WWE. You're going to hate it. Yeah. You're really going to hate it. I know that's a lot of money, but you're going to hate it. Yeah. They're
1: not the going to book you up. Well.
0: It's hard to say no to the money.
3: That's
1: I... how they get you. But then they, like, fucking bury you. And then when you yeah. try to leave, they make you pay back your sick days.
0: Yeah. I can't, I cannot blame anyone who goes looking only at the zeros.
1: No, absolutely not. But like, I feel like someone like Jay White is doing pretty okay for himself, you know?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: But you know, if there's a company that lets you be a true independent contractor and, you know, wrestle for other companies, maybe make a consideration. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this was just... It was a 48-minute
0: marathon and an amazing match.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And... God, that ending.
1: Oh, God, so, yeah. no. So Ibushi had to hit a Kamagoya, both front ways and back ways in order to win this
0: match. Yeah, he, he planted a knee right in the back of Jay White's head then just picked him up and gave him a bare knee shot to the mm-hmm. front of the head. And he finally stayed down for three. It's also worth noting, Kota Ibushi is now
1: the first and only person to kick out of two people's finishing moves.
2: Because mm-hmm. he kicked out of the Blade Runner, and he's previously kicked out of the fucking... Oh my god, I just drew a blank One-way on angel. the One-Winged Angel. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, That's a lot of accomplishments. Yes, <laughs> words are hard. No, this was just whew, such a good match. Hmm. Um. After Jay the- White lost, we
1: had Sonata come mm-hmm. out and challenge Ibushi to a match
0: for whenever they can make. The arrangement too
1: um, I'm going to be honest, this one doesn't excite me all that much.
3: It excites me,
2: I know it does, but it's just this <laughs> maybe it's not my thing, but you know can't can't pick them all yeah and yeah. this
0: actually bled over into the new year's dash, which we didn't watch because I think. That didn't come with the package I bought.
1: It did not. <laughs> and we were tired of watching wrestling.
0: No, we we really could have used the distraction. Um but yeah, there was a 10-man tag match on New Year's Dash, which was all
2: of LIJ. So that's Sonata, Shingo, Hiromu, Naito. Wasn't it an eight-man tag? Shingo, Sonata, Hiromo.
0: Yeah, there's only four. There used to be five, duh. <laughs> I'm still stuck on
2: that. Against Koda, Tanahashi, Rocky Romero, and... Do you need help with this? I can't remember the last one. Bushi, that's the
0: one. Oh my goodness, I forgot Bushi. Bushi was the only one... Yeah, he worked
2: Ugh. I'm bad at this. <laughs> this it was it was fun though. Like I, I enjoyed
0: Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can find the listing.
2: Right, okay. So yeah. Hiromu, Bushi, Sonata shingo and naito
0: taking on show master wado ibushi kanahashi and rocky romero and that set up four matches for whenever their next big event is
2: That's a lot yeah but that's a lot to come out of one match pretty cool though a fun fact, there's
1: no Wikipedia page for New Year's Dash 2021 yet.
2: Yeah, not surprised. But anyway. <sighs> oh. That felt good. Anyway. <laughs> what are we talking about next? Is it
1: AEW this week? Is it AEW for the last
2: year plus?
0: Oh gosh, we, yeah,
2: we haven't done some of it. There's been a lot happening in AEW. I specifically want to talk about bootleg club
1: and then spend a lot of time dissecting a thread about the women's division.
0: Okay. I would like to throw in the Haas match they had this week and maybe just a recap of how we felt about the Tribute show,
1: like just talk about dynamite for a little bit.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think like specifically the Brody Lee tribute was
1: oh yeah pretty no, impactful. Yes, we we have not talked about the Brody Lee tribute. We took the week off last week specifically, a because it was New Year's Day.
0: Yeah, we. we B,
1: I think we wanted a little bit of distance from the Brody Lee tribute show before we
0: started
2: blabbing yeah. about
0: it. Yeah, all I really want to say is I think that was probably the best tribute show I've ever seen done, wrestling company or otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, not even having all of Dark Order
2: in matches and going over, but the free-flowing of emotion that you saw. Like, Uh, yes. They... It was
1: really important and touching to see that they stopped giving a shit about storyline for one night. Yeah. Who gives
2: a shit about story? Who gives a shit about heels and faces? We're going to put on some of the best matches we have in, like, company history.
0: And let the people who worked closest with him, you know, in on that and give them a little bit of a shot to really show, okay, I want to just quick step back in that the character of Mr. Brody came into AEW with the Dark Order with the stated intention of raising up the Dark Order, bringing up their confidence and putting them on win streaks and making them big names right and everything i've heard from anyone who shared in the past few weeks is that john hubber came into aw and did that for all the people in the dark order on the backstage level
2: no he like
1: i think like that's the thing that shows I mean there's a lot that we could say about like just the man that played the character of Brody Lee. hmm That the people who knew him obviously have said much better than we can.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but
0: it, it's not our job to reiterate those points because those are our stories to tell. No. But what we saw out there was...
1: You could tell how much he meant to every single person on the
2: roster. Yeah. Because, like, you know, just about everyone was crying. And they let them... So- like, Jericho on
1: commentary basically said, like, you're going to see a lot of people cry.
0: And they should dark, do that. Dark Ringed Eyes.
1: You're gonna see a lot of people
2: who are in mourning and that's why we're here. And that was good. Even if Jericho is a fuck. Damn it, cry if you have to. It was... You know, I just... Literally everyone in that ring that night gave it their all.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've seen Colt Cabana go that hard in a long
0: time. Not in an AEW ring. Never in an that AEW was, ring. That was that was the most he's thrown into a match. Vintage Colt Cabana. Yeah, you, know, you know, even MJF being a complete jackass to Brody's kid,
1: <laughs> and then taking the kendo stick to the head. Like, I, I just there was a lot that MJF did that. In that match, that just, like, MJF coming out with the Puerto Rican flag on his trunks. Yep. MJF taking a a kendo stick shot, like, after bullying a kid. Like, just so many little things that, like, made it. It, People criticize that. And, like, I I understand the reasoning behind that sort of a criticism. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think what MJF was doing was important.
0: Yeah, it was directly pulling Brody's son, or John's son, I guess, into this event.
1: It's of in, course, it's I'm in, sure the kid was asked. Yeah, no, no, this was all, obviously it was all worked. But, like, as a kid who clearly likes wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah. He got a massive promo on Marco's stunt on Dark. A promo that he wrote. (laughs) Like, the the kid likes wrestling. The the kid's involved.
1: And it just, it felt really nice to have that many people who were there taking care of him and everything like that. I mean, like, Mm -hmm. you know, not for nothing. It's a roster where you have... Brian Pillman Jr. on the roster he's gonna know really well exactly what he's feeling and be able to really help with that and like I think the whole locker room has kind of like taken Brody Jr. under his wing under their wings and like it's been yeah I want to like I've said this probably four or five different times and in different ways to different people The job that Alan Angel's had was probably the hardest out of anyone. Yeah. And he did a tremendous job doing that and deserves a lot of love and respect
2: for being the guy who didn't wrestle. And instead. Sat next to Brody Jr. And really just helped make that night magical. Yeah. You know, Austin Gunn too. You couldn't not
0: hear Austin Gunn all night.
1: <laughs> like, you know,
0: if you found him in Suffolk before, oh, he is obnoxious now.
1: But that's <laughs> but the it's thing. so good. <laughs> that's like it had the
2: energy of a show with a crowd much bigger than it had.
3: Yeah,
2: and that was the right thing to do. Everyone brought their all. Mm. So anyway. Now that's out of our systems. This week's dynamite
0: was yes. <laughs> I would like
2: to talk about specifically um. I blanked. No, blank isn't on this show. <laughs> Wardlow
0: and Jake Hagar. Yes. This was a match we've been promised for a long time now. It's been kind of bubbling under the surface, ready to go.
3: What
1: is it? Muscle Titties and... What's, what's Jake Hager's?
2: I don't know. I don't pay attention. Shitty more. nickname. We can give him one. I don't want to think about it that hard. <laughs> the Oklahoma Bigot? <laughs> okay sure
0: but yeah this was a big hoss fight that we've been promised for a while and it delivered and wardlow looked amazing through it Mm -hmm. and it's like that real solidification of yeah this guy belongs where he is and he's a threat to whoever he wants to be
1: Absolutely. Did we, I don't think we want to talk about the Young Bucks. I think um, the one thing we should talk about is that um, Kaz basically said if he and Daniels loses as a tag team, then they're done as a tag team forever.
0: Uh, yeah, they made the stipulation on a few darks ago,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it's just now coming out on the main roster show. Basically, yeah. Um, Mox comes out after that and cuts a promo about how
1: sports are unforgiving and sometimes you're on the bad end of a bad deal and you gotta endure, grit your teeth, take it on the chin, get back up, stare down adversity and don't back down an inch.
2: Mm-hmm. He's um, got no time for shitty people. He's got no time for shitty people. This was that that statement
1: in particular felt very pointed coming on yes. Wednesday night.
2: So yeah, no, it was it's nice. It was it's good to watch. I enjoyed Mox. I enjoyed getting to see Moxley.
0: Yeah, he's a unique energy. It's weird that the guy who is right there
1: ready to beat the tar out of you Is also the guy who happens to be the moral compass of
0: AEW. Yeah, it's a weird balance going on.
1: A balance nonetheless. (laughs) So we go backstage for Chuck and Orange updating us on. Yeah, Nick Gage is definitely that same kind of guy.
2: That's a good point. You know. He just wants to fight. You don't care who you are. (laughs) Just don't be a dipshit.
1: Exactly. Uh, So we get backstage. uh, Dustin and Orange give us an update on Greg's titty.
0: (laughs) His poor, poor titty.
1: Uh, So Trent has torn his pectoral muscle. Is out for four to five months.
0: Yeah, it is rough. It like it is what it is. You gotta let it heal.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. if you don't, then it won't.
1: Exactly.
2: Um. So Miro shows up in his weird Miro clothes. <laughs> Can't tell if they
0: look expensive or knockoff. Yes. <laughs> But yeah Miro's making a whole scene about how Trent's not there and all the young boy jokes from, from the Japanese promotions and so eventually Dustin just challenges him right I was like fine let's have a match let's just get this over with mm-hmm. Miro tells him well if you lose you're gonna be my personal chauffeur or whatever specifically my, my, my young bag. boy which yeah. is a
1: very we- it
0: was it was weird, kind of. It's pervy, a weird term in English.
1: <laughs> kind of pervy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's just throwing his hands. Like, Fine, whatever, whatever will get you out of here right now. <laughs> Basically, which, yeah. Which is the energy I can appreciate coming from Dustin. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I also appreciate that
1: Chuck Taylor basically has said, K-fabe, what's K-fabe?
0: <laughs> I don't do K-fabe, except when I do.
1: Yeah, K-fabe is only important when I want it to be. Yep. <laughs> which is probably the right way to do it. Um, we talked about
0: Wardlow versus Hager, right? Yep. Did you want to talk about that anymore? Uh, Hagar looked amazing and... The F-10 is a legitimate move. It was a hell of a match. Oh, Snoop Dogg was there. Yep. Snoop,
1: Snoop Dogg goes was there. Back, they, we cut back to, this to backstage to private party with some gin that is definitely not Tanqueray. Nope, definitely not. Snoop Dogg brings them some juice that is definitely not Ocean Spray. Definitely not.
0: And then Matt Hardy comes in with new contracts. Yeah, because he wants like 30% of their pay to keep mm-hmm. training them or something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like a good deal. It sounds like this one's jackass Matt Hardy.
1: Yeah. A little big money, Matt.
2: <laughs> yep. Um. So then we have a weigh-in. Um, Team Taz is already in the ring.
1: Darby has the brand new TNT title,
0: which looks pretty good now. They yes. did away with the red strap on it.
1: I kind of like the red strap though.
0: I didn't. After seeing it in black with the gold and the black coming through, like that looks much better. That looks more official.
1: I like the red one a lot. Red and gold is just a good color combination.
0: Okay, Likes red straps got it.
1: Okay, look. We're not going to get into that on the show because it'll get us banned on Twitch. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time. But you've seen the collection.
0: Okay, <laughs> hey, fair!
1: Um, this is the time when Sammy Kavara got it. <laughs> so anyway, we get the weigh-in. Uh, Cage weighs 272 pounds. Darby weighs 170.
0: Yep. I thought he'd be like a 130. Soaking wet with a brick in his pocket.
3: hmm
0: Yeah, they want to kick his ass, and then Sting shows up. And we don't really get any movement on their relationship.
2: It's yeah. Like I'm hoping we'll get something with the TNT title match next week.
0: Because right now it's just kind of like, lights go out. There's Darby. There's Sting. Team Tess leaves. <laughs> I can only follow this so long before I go, okay, nothing's gonna happen.
1: Yeah. Um, we get a recap of the promo that Minus One cut on Margot's stunt.
0: <laughs> it's very funny. It's on YouTube. Go watch it.
1: Uh, Margot stunt tries to talk about it but an FTR run-up and Marco gets mad and says he and Jungle Boy are challenging FTR next week.
2: Yep, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Then Telly Blanchard pats Marco's stunt on the head. <laughs> yep. Um, Cody comes out with Snoop Dogg, who
0: part of Aaron Anderson.
2: Yeah, who added some lyrics to Cody's entrance?
1: <laughs> uh, this you know is what? a
2: tie-in for their
1: uh, reality program, the Go Big
0: Show, which they put all of the AW accounts on one timer to post the reminder text. <laughs> so it was bad. So I scrolled through ten of them to get to anything else on Twitter last night. <laughs> it was bad.
2: <laughs> Um, Jericho screams about how Snoop Dogg has jumped to AEW now. Yep, yeah, because he's done
0: stuff with WWE before. His cousin a, is still in WWE.
2: Yeah, and I kind of uh, yeah. Um. So we have Matt Sydal versus Cody Rhodes. Yes.
0: Oh my god. This was a fun match. This was a very. Back and forth, high-flying, technical, ground, whatever you want. It was in this match.
3: hmm
1: Now, of course, Cody wins because he can't lose the night before his reality competition <laughs> show goes live.
0: Don't want to make the reality show look like a loser. Nope. <laughs>
1: you got to put the reality
2: show over, Aaron. Aaron, I do need you. I do need you right here and now. Okay. To cut a promo for Go Big Show. Eh? Oh, you're really burying it there. Is that a rib?
1: Possibly. Okay. I'm not feeling this one. This was a rib. This whole bit was a rib.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, it was. (laughs) Um, Anyway... The more fun part about that match, though, was the Knight of Pentacle getting involved afterwards.
1: <laughs> yes, Sir Pentacle.
0: Um, Cody accidentally punches him in the middle of the match.
1: Yes. Snoop Dogg does a really, really awful-looking splash.
0: Yeah, the uh, five-star dog splash.
1: I'm um, pretty sure that's
0: the legitimate name.
1: Probably. Cody hits a couple crossroads. Ding, ding, ding. There's your match.
0: Yeah, he's moved up to just doing two now instead of the normal one.
1: Uh, Which kind of bears his own move, I guess. Serpentico attacks. Luther attacks. They double-team Cody. And then Seidel comes and helps Cody out.
0: Because he's not a sore loser. Right. His third eye is open and whatnot.
1: Mm -hmm. So our next match was one of my favorite matches of the night. Abaddon versus Sheeta.
0: I was watching this with you and Aitsu, and I remember Aitsu saying, it's like a real-time cinematic match.
1: Yes, which is a very apt observation about this match. Abaddon does such a good job of bringing that essence of cinematic matches to the stuff that she does, because, like, she plays that character really well.
0: Yeah, with the extra makeup and the blood effects, and just how she moves and acts, and she's already very cinematic.
1: It's definitely like a D movie horror, like a D (laughs) horror movie. Like I said here, like it feels very cheesy in a really good way. I could
0: do without Jr. burying the character. Yep. I don't need to be reminded that, yes, this is a human woman with makeup on. Not for these 15 minutes. For these 15 minutes, that's a goddamn zombie.
1: So, Abad- Abaddon attacks before Sheeta even gets into the ring. Sheeta's got a kendo stick. She cracks Abaddon over the head with it.
0: Yeah, and then Abaddon sits up. hmm very
1: Undertaker. <laughs> but hopefully without the shitty political opinions.
0: I definitely hope so,
1: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, they just start fighting.
0: She yeah, gets bit just... on the thigh. Yeah, she goes for like that knee lift onto the apron mm-hmm. and gets caught.
2: <laughs> they tumble out of the ring at some point.
1: Uh, Abaddon Enters the ring at the count of six to break the count. Then grabs Sheeta and drags her under the ring. Now, Aaron, who was refereeing this match?
0: The lovely and wonderful Bryce Remsberg.
1: And what referee sells these weird bits better than
0: any other referee in the business? The lovely and wonderful Bryce Remsberg.
1: So what did Bryce Remsburg do when Sheeta was dragged under the ring? He spit under the ring. <laughs> I adore Bryce Remsburg so much. If you like, I I love all of I I mean, like. We obviously love Aubrey, right? Yes. But if. There is a referee that encompasses what I want from a, like, in the, in the off chance, some lifetime other than this one. If I became a wrestling referee, I would want to be Bryce Remsburg.
0: Yeah. Honestly, Bryce Remsberg is the very fun and interactive ref. Mm-hmm that really is that extra element that can pull you into a match. Aubrey is the very serious main event ref. When she's out there, there are not shenanigans. Everything's by the book and she will call everything. Mm -hmm. She's the red shoes of AEW. Yeah, a little bit. With a little more power because... It's not a New Japan (laughs) ref. New Japan refs have no power. (laughs) Um... I
1: mean, like, we could talk, we could do an entire Bryce Remsburg special if we wanted to. The we topic do for this. it week, on that
0: one match where he gets shot.
1: Bryce Remsburg, the match where he gets shot, the Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan match that he refed because he had Janela Vision from Joey Janela's sunglasses, so he was able to see both of them. He yep. refereed a match between two Invisible Men. <laughs> which meant that he had to sell literally everything. Yep. Including including a top balcony spot.
2: Although the door spot is beautiful and needs to be seen. I agree. I'm not going to spoil that one. You got to go watch it for yourself.
1: Bryce has done so many good spots. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> him getting upset that he got shot is probably one of my favorite thi- is that going to be our recommendation is fun Brace Rumsberg matches
0: I'm finding the one of Invincible Man versus Invincible Stand. this is going to be my, re- my recommendation for today okay Good. So to know. I'll close this at the end of the show now that you've reminded me I was like no yeah people need to see this <laughs> I appreciate
1: the fact that they're giving Sheeta and Abaddon a chance to have this, like, feud that they have going on.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. And even though they are given no time, Mm -hmm. they have done so much already. Even just, like...
1: They were given less... They were given about nine minutes for this segment.
0: Yeah, but, like, the interview spot where sheeta heard things fall over and Mm -hmm. jumped that did so much like sheeta is scared of abaddon they've had two matches and sheeta's barely made it through both Mm
1: -hmm. she sheeta uh came away with bite marks on her neck after this match
0: very cool effect they Mm. did really good on that
1: um we get a little review of the NWA Women's Championship match that's coming up.
0: Yeah, that is Serena Deeb and Ty Conti, I believe.
1: Yep. And <laughs> Ty came out with Silver Reynolds and Anna J. So she may or may not become a full-fledged member of the Dark Order.
0: She's Dark Order
2: adjacent. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> Hangman. Yeah. Um, we get a little. I think that brings to the. Oh, go ahead. We. I was just gonna say we get a little pre-match segment where Death Triangle hype up Phoenix.
0: Yep. So yeah, Pac cut a promo for Phoenix and Mox cut a promo for Phoenix on Dynamite.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd like to hear Phoenix cut a promo for Phoenix at some point. <laughs> I don't know how.
1: Phoenix's English is. Honestly, let him do it in Spanish.
2: I would prefer to have him do it in Spanish and they just subtitle it too. Yeah. Like, that'd be great. But yeah, that brings us into the main event, which is Kenny Omega taking on Ray Phoenix for the <laughs>
0: AEW Championship. The AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega.
2: Put respect to his title. <laughs> something something north carolina
0: <laughs> that's all i got
1: yes the best in the world versus a man made of springs yep <laughs> but not to be confused with spring man the character from arms from nintendo on the nintendo switch no
0: completely different frankly i think phoenix could kick his ass
3: and i don't know Springer. he's got
0: he's got reach on him I think Vince is springier though. <laughs> okay, because he bounced my favorite. Like even when he took bumps, he bounced. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: This was a fun match though. Like I, I had a good time watching this match. Yeah. It was a well fought match. Kenny Omega and Don Callis are both bastard men, and I love yep. them for it. Yep. I have a thing where my favorite characters are always bastard men.
0: Yeah, you do.
1: It's the same reason I like Travis Madigo on Campaign Podcast. <laughs> Terrible, irredeemable bastard men who are also
0: the best. Like you can definitely see in this match that Kenny and Phoenix have had several matches together that were high stakes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Where they just, they gel together so well. And they can do like these very fast hard hitting spots and just go 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 for the what 20 minutes they went for this one Mm-hmm. yeah
1: there's just a lot that happened i mean like a lot that happened the v trigger followed by a like a was it an enziguri like yeah kenny hits a v trigger Phoenix bounces off of the mat and comes back up with an enziguri. and kicks Kenny in the back of the... Like, it just... It was so good. These
0: great exchanges, yeah.
1: Your Ray Phoenix does a very good looking frog splash. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, very good tribute to Eddie there. And, you know, Phoenix coming... Doing a dive through the ropes and almost going over Kenny. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is a thing I've seen him do in other promotions. (laughs) Where he'll just keep going into the crowd.
2: Right.
1: I mean, like, the Tiger Driver 98 into a V-Trigger combo.
0: The Tiger Driver that caught Ray jumping off the ropes.
1: Yes. (laughs) It was just a beautiful sequence. It's probably on YouTube if
0: you want to watch it. If not, you know, find a find a replay of dynamite. It is worth finding. I know it's on fight. <laughs> I mean, like, this was a opportunity
1: coming off of immediately after
2: two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. For Kenny to be like, Wrestle Kingdom, so what? <laughs> I don't care what Kota Ibushi did. I don't care what Kota Ibushi did.
1: I'm going to make him jealous with this match.
0: Yeah, didn't Jericho directly call out Ibushi, too, mm-hmm. during the commentary? Yeah.
3: hmm
0: I will say I was very hopeful that Kenny would have gone for the behind-the-head uh, Kamigawa. Ka- Ka- Kamigoya. Nope, that's magic. Kamagoya. Yeah. Kamagoya. <laughs> that, that's not even it. Kamagoya
2: whichever i can only try these so many no times. no i was correcting myself there
1: but yeah no it, like i was hoping for a little reference to Ibushi, but at the same time like i'm fine with what they did
0: yeah they can't do a whole lot because you don't want to start teasing that now when everything is still very uncertain
1: right You don't want to start teasing that now when you've got another thing to tease.
0: Which came after this match.
1: Yes, Catless gets on the mic, and he says there's a reason that Pac isn't here, and there's a reason Penta isn't here. We cut to the back, and Pac and Penta have been attacked by Eddie Kingston and his family partner. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Callus promises Ray Phoenix another one-winged angel that will put him into retirement or some weird Don Callous bullshit that he says there. Very over the top. Oh very god, I love lovinous. it. I, I live for this story. <laughs> uh, Mox comes out, hits Kenny with a barbed wire bat.
0: Because that's what you do when you're Mox. Mm-hmm.
1: Callis runs away and says, no, 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 no. And Jericho goes,
2: yes. And it's very <laughs> funny. Um, then
1: surprise, surprise, there's a run in. Who could it be? Who's coming here to help out Kenny Omega? It's the good brothers. Gallus <laughs> and Anderson are here. But they're not in AEW. They're not in... Yeah, I believe specifically Jericho does say they don't have... They're not in AEW. They don't have contracts.
0: They don't work here. Yeah, no, that was the that was the line. They don't work here. That's the same thing he said to Mock when he showed up, too. <laughs> you don't work here.
1: Then, like, they start stomping out mocks and... Everyone runs in from ringside because the heels, the faces, all of whatever side of the ring you're on, everyone's mad at Kenny
0: Omega. Yeah, no, this guy sold you out. He's doing impact crap now.
2: He's bringing impact wrestlers here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a pretty good invasion. Basically,
1: a bunch of jobbers hopped onto the apron. Gallows and Anderson take them out
0: wearing the impact tag team titles um fuego goes through a table
2: yep poor fuego (laughs) should have gone for a tornado ddt Mm -hmm. could have cleared the ring (laughs) (laughs) and that brings out eventually the young bucks to see just what the hell is going on in their ring Mm -hmm.
1: Um, the Young Bucks, like, try to hold back the Good Brothers and try to talk them out of attacking, everything like that. But then Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. grab the arms of Kenny Omega from behind.
0: Yeah, so Gallows takes the belt to Brian
2: Pillman. And we get a super kick to Griff Garrison by the Young Bucks.
3: Young Bucks
0: turned on their own roster.
2: hmm To protect their friend. Because their friendship matters a lot to them. Yep. Yeah. And it, it brings out a little bit of uh a
0: little too sweet it's action in the internet. Like, mm,
1: mm, you wanna do you wanna do it? You wanna do the thing? We're getting the band back together.
2: And Gallus and Anderson are right <laughs> on it. And then Matt and Nick are like... <sighs> yeah, they they were not feeling it. In the
0: backstage interview where they took the promotional photos, they were much more into it. They had their game faces on them. Oh, Matt did. Nick did not. Yeah, um, Nick was also hurt, so I can't really play with him. <laughs> He apparently injured himself in their match. They could make it a storyline, though. It's AEW.
1: They've done weirder. Um, Also, Don Callis, through that whole thing, was just coming buckets. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know another way to describe it. Yeah, no,
0: no, I got you.
1: I hear you. (laughs) But, like, just like... Ah, the entire time making all of these orgasm faces because
2: the too sweet make them fuck fo- make the foxes kiss yeah
0: and that's where we left off until next week's dynamite yes it is what a week it's been yeah it's been a week of wrestling like I had to start a new folder for the 2021 marquees and there's already three entries in two categories Aaron we
1: forgot the most important part of Wrestle Kingdom Jay White's promo
0: oh god so yeah Jay White goes in the back he does his press release promo and he doesn't really take any questions he's just sitting there he pulls himself up to the stage like he can barely walk slams his water down and he just screamed, "Will someone fucking help me?" <laughs> like I don't he, know what I'm doing here anymore. <laughs> he was—they're foxes, I assume.
2: They're foxes. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, they, they just the whole like that whole promo was just so visceral. Like he pushes over the
1: table and starts screaming, "Will somebody fucking help me?"
0: Yeah. It's a ten minute long promo too.
1: Oh my god. Ten giving a good guy ten minutes on the mic to just scream.
0: Like, and there, like are, there are guys who are very good on mic that I still don't think I would give a, a solid unfiltered ten minutes to. No. <laughs> but Jay
2: White, holy crap. He basically like I want and he... He basically, like,
1: announced that he quit.
0: Yeah, he's saying he doesn't know what he's doing in New Japan anymore. He can't hit any of the goals he sets for himself, so... What do you do after that?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if
0: that's worked or not. Everything's a work. Everything's work. Everyone's a touch of reality. Everything's a touch of reality, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see where Jay White goes, but I... We'll be following wherever he goes very closely, because he is a tremendous talent, and I love being able to watch him on the mic. And in the ring, and everything. Yeah, no, like, I mean, like, it's just, it's all good. It's all good for me. Um, Did we want to
2: talk about... Wait, I don't... Did we cover... Or was that after the marquees? For... This would have been
1: right after the Marquees. Okay. I think. Big E delivered what is actually the best promo of 2020.
0: It was. because we put up a correction tweet, I believe?
1: We did. Yes, we did. Uh, Biggie oh. did a whole thing where
2: he talked about building a condo development on Sami Zayn's behind. Yep. And it was <laughs> so good. God, I love Biggie.
0: Yeah, it, oh my god, it is not. It's the last it not a kind promo of... I expected to hear.
1: Exactly. It's the last thing you'd expect from a WWE promo, but we're building condo developments on Sami Zayn's butt. He lays it
0: all out on Sami's butt.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a pool, a gym, there's a laundry facility, there's a community center. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he's... Also, he's wearing a hard hat throughout this entire promo. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fucking funny. Um Okay. Last topic before we end the show, because we've been going for almost two
2: hours already. Funny how that happens. Let's talk about this Twitter thread that I retweeted earlier. Yeah, it's
0: it's pretty damning is what it is. So, uh, Harley R. Glitter
1: Bomb on Twitter. At Y-R-E-C-H-O-Heart, I will link his Twitter. I'll link the tweet, in fact. Yeah. Um, has done an analysis of all 67 episodes of AEW Dynamite and all nine AEW pay-per-views to look at the win-loss record and number of appearances from women on AEW.
0: And specifically leaves out Dark... And the Tag Team Cup. Mm-hmm. Because those were not main promotion shows. They were not televised.
1: Yeah. And that is a distinct difference for the visibility of talent. Mm-hmm. Because, like, at the end of the day, you might be padding records on Dark with your 15-match shows. But, like, people don't give a shit about the YouTube-only... Like we've stopped talking about dark almost entirely unless something good happens that's yeah. rare
0: like i'll I'll plug through a couple matches when I see it go up, but you know like we, we've had times where we'll do something else on YouTube and just be screen sharing, and it's still going at nine thirty almost ten o'clock at night
1: It's like two and a half hours of just like job. Job, 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 job. Yeah. To
0: pad out people's records. Now, again, the matches are better than they were at the start of the pandemic, but that's too much.
1: It's just too many matches.
0: I can't process that much going on in just straight wrestling matches.
1: If it was like seven, maybe eight matches in that length, sure. Yeah. Those are going to be good matches. But... Yeah, so most episode appearances it, the top of the list is Britt Baker, then Brandy, then Cheetah, then Penelope Ford, then Nyla Rose, then Allie, then Big Swole, and then Reba after that. Yep.
2: Sorry, Rebel.
0: <laughs> it's Rebel, not Reba, as appears in the lower third.
2: Um and then that's just
1: appearances. Like, you yeah. have to consider the fact that a lot of Brandy's, Allie's, and Pelleby Ford's appearances have been as
0: valets. valets. And uh, Britt Baker's stuff is mainly when she was injured.
1: Yeah, she was doing those, like, t- you know, the promos
0: and everything. Like, that. like yeah. there's a, there's a lot. Which was of- good for keeping her in public eye, but it's not the same as... Real, matches being rustled.
1: Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Britt Baker had a total forty-eight appearances
2: on um, televised or pay-per-view AEW shows. Yeah. She has had
1: total twenty-two matches on televised or pay-per-view AEW shows. Yep. The next highest is Sheeta with twenty-nine. Or sorry, it's Sheeta, Britt Baker. Nyla Rose. And now it is important to note that both Chris Statlander and Britt Baker did get injured last year.
0: Yeah. Statlander's well, still Statlander out. Hasn't been able to keep as visible.
1: But even so, when was she going to get booked?
2: Yeah. So the most matches, Sheeta has 29,
1: Britt Baker has 22, Nyla Rose has 20. Chris Statlander and Riho both have 13. Big Soul has 12. Penelope Ford has 8. Uh, Brandy, Serena, Deeb, Ivelisse, B Priestley, who's not even fucking on the roster. Emi Sakura, who's not even fucking on the roster. Allie, Thunder... Uh, sorry, all of them up to Emmy Sakura at 6. Allie, Thunder Rosa, Anna Jay, Awesome Kong, and Diamante at 5.
0: That's... That is not a good spread.
1: No. Only three women have wrestled a televised match at least once a month on average since AEW first started. Uh, 53 different women have competed for AEW. 24 have made it onto TV or pay-per-view twice. Or more. Yeah. Abaddon and Leva Bates have had fewer TV appearances than Emmy Sakura and B Priestley.
0: Yep, and we saw how hype I get for Abaddon already. Mm-hmm. And like the-, the records themselves do honestly show this, like with Sheeta sitting at nineteen and two, whereas Nyla's ten and four, right? Or Red Velvet is zero and four on televised shows. Penelope Ford is
1: 14 and 9 overall. Mm-hmm. 0 and 3 on televised shows. It's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, no, it's not a good look when you relegate the majority of a division to the extra content.
1: Jake Hager's wife has appeared on four episodes of Dynamite.
0: Or pay-per-views.
2: Or pay-per-views. Yeah. That's as many episodes as Levi Bates has wrestled. Yeah. That's more than Abaddon and Tecanti have been on Dynamite.
0: Like, what do you do with that? How do you fix that? Like, you have to open up time for this. It has to be more than one match every two weeks. That's that's in effect
1: what it is, is one match every two weeks and most of the time it's Cheetah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And it's like, okay, we all understand for a while now that they're looking to get that third hour of television somewhere in the week when they have a form of stability, but we can't sit on that excuse anymore. No. You have a whole division floundering with no real direction that the viewer base could see. You might have one in the back. There might be a very solid plan of where everything's going to go. We can't see that.
1: And, like, that that third hour of television would do so much for them, but they just, like, it's hard to... It, it's hard to care about a women's division that doesn't
0: show up. Yeah. But, like I said, one match every two weeks.
1: We're lucky we May- got... We got to match two weeks in a row.
0: Yeah. Which, mainly through unfortunate circumstances, but it's got to be fixed within the framework they're working with right now. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, by the time you get to where you can show off everything here, nobody's going to care. Because they're already going to think nothing's going to happen. And you can see that in... Through WWE programming. Yep. Nobody cares about a lot of the stories that go on because they don't make sense. They won't make sense. And the only thing that actually matters is the outcome of the pay-per-view match. It's Because that's what they've trained people to do for 30 years.
1: It's, yeah, the entire show has Xbox heat. You know, okay, we got a match coming up, bathroom break time. Yeah. It's deeply damning that they're not able to do more with the women that they have, let alone alone the women that they're trying to attract to the company, if there Mm -hmm. are any, if they want to be a viable alternative to WWE, they have to strengthen what they can deliver for their women's division.
0: Especially when their direct competition, NXT, has noticed that weakness. And has a strong women's division. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want a weekly strong women's division, you watch NXT.
2: I don't, because I can't.
1: <laughs> I don't, because
0: I don't want to support WWE in any material way. Like, even if I went to the network, I'm in Canada, where I have to go through a cable company to get it. Mm-hmm. Which is
2: just stupid. So, But hey, we love monopolies up here. Yeah. Basically, I want to see AEW more. I want
1: to see AEW's women's division more. I'm sorry, I got distracted by reading about that guy who
2: tasered himself in the balls. (laughs) God damn it, (laughs) cat. But yeah. It's one
0: of those things where I've come to expect AEW has a plan or can form a plan from most anything they're thrown with. But you're not introducing anything to this, so it's becoming difficult to think that there is one. Mm. And I'm getting
2: frustrated at it.
1: Yeah, it there's only so much we can be told there's a plan before we start to doubt that there was ever a plan. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. So that's that's that. That's all I have to say on that matter. Aaron, did you have anything else?
0: I'm just going to drop this recommendation for everyone. Invisible Man, Invisible Stand. See the majesty that is Bryce Remsburg.
1: It's a very fun match. I strongly recommend watching it.
0: There's a reason he's so over in AEW and why he was pulled in so quickly. Yes.
1: Anything else we want to talk about tonight? No. Okay. I think it's probably a good time to end the show. Yep. Okay. We've
0: been going for two hours now.
1: Yeah. Yeah we have. Okay. <laughs> In that case, I will bid you all adieu. And one more time. Good night, everyone. <laughs>
0: Working Out With My Girlfriend is a production of Sotas Media. Check us out at SOSES.ca. Music has been provided by Sounds Like an Earful.